0: Hello everyone and welcome. I'm Renata Bernardi. This is the Job Hunting Podcast and it's where I give you tips, advice and interview experts to help you nail your next job and have the career that you want. In this episode, we will be discussing six powerful ways to set yourself up for career success in 2020. During the month of January 2020, I'm sharing with my followers on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn 31 daily small but very effective actions you can take to advance your career prospects this year. I'm using the podcast episodes in January to expand on each of these actions that I'm suggesting and sharing a little bit more insight. I already shared on episode 12, which you can find on your Uh, podcast app. Um, Two um, actions from the first two days of January. And today we will be discussing the six actions that I shared from January 3 to January 8. My intention is to provide a short-term project for job hunters and career enthusiasts that they can really use to shift the needle early this year. My goal is for you to look back after taking these small steps and think, wow, this has been a great month. I've made some important improvements. I've acquired new habits, tested a few new things I hadn't done before and that overall it has elevated your game substantially. This project is supposed to be fun, easy, actionable, simple, and the way I like things, which is step-by-step, one day at a time. Before we begin, a few announcements to make. First, a reminder that there is a new episode every week for the job hunting podcast so if you're looking for a new job willing to advance your career and stay always in the loop about how to present yourself professionally my advice is that you subscribe to the job hunting podcast you can subscribe on itunes spotify and youtube you can also draw i can also drop them in your inbox every week um, with my newsletter which in addition to the podcast episode, includes content that is exclusive to my subscribers. All of those links you will find in this episode show notes. So have a look around and um, subscribe. And as I said before, I'm active on all social media and the 31 Days of Action to Reset Your Career is happening daily on my Facebook page, Instagram account, and on the Job Hunting Made Simple LinkedIn company page. Job Hunting Made Simple is my online course and group coaching program, which, by the way, launched this week with the first week's content dripping on Tuesday. I am so in love with the platform, the content, how easy it is for my clients to access everything I'm creating for them. It's seriously cool stuff. I feel like I'm delivering way more content than I had expected, in fact in a way that still feels very intimate uh, with, you know, the additional benefit that my clients can um, access uh, the content and me at any time, any time that suits them. And they're not restricted by my availability. It's truly awesome. I've just tested the uh, iPhone app. You know, I knew I had the iPhone app and that people could access all my lessons on their phones, but I hadn't actually done it myself. And it's really cool and very easy to do. Today, I'm doing a, um, a live video on my Facebook page to show the platform in action, show people that follow me what it looks like um, inside, so giving them a sneak peek. If you're curious, drop by later to watch the live replay because it will be available on my Facebook page. I'll have it saved as a permanent video so you can check it anytime. Links to all of my social media platforms are on the episode show notes as well. Okay, now another big thing that I have to say, as you may know, I'm based in Australia and we are experiencing unprecedented fire destructions in my country. Australian fire season has always scared me from the moment I landed here in 2001. The day that I arrived, in fact, what day was it? 19th of January, 2001 either 19th or you know thereabouts it was 42 degrees and there is a park in central melbourne that's studley park and it was burning it was horrific and it's in the really in the middle of town um so when i arrived and i took a taxi and i was driving to my friend's house where i was going to be staying with my my two sons it was the smoke in the middle of the city so so hot and coming from the tropics I was used to heat but the Australian heat and the flora here it's very different our summers are very dry and our bushland is very dry it's not like the tropical forests I was used to in South America so in 2011 we had an absolutely tragic horrific fire uh, that summer near Melbourne and 172 people died it was so so horrific and it was very scary again this season is is different uh still the horror is in how early it started and how prolonged it has been and how out of control it has been and again in addition to homes and bushland we have lost 20 lives already and millions of animals we are all doing our bit to help, and sometimes you feel like helpless, you know? Um, so, this is my pledge in support to the recovery efforts. For every five star rating that I get on iTunes for this podcast in this Australian summer, during summer, I will donate $10. For every written review on iTunes during summer, I will donate $25 for every new podcast subscriber on YouTube during summer, I will donate $5. And for every download of any of my episodes during the Australian summer, so I'm going back to when summer started and uh, seeing how many downloads I've had, I will be donating $1. So let's get the ball rolling. Click on my links in the show notes and we can both make a great contribution. My podcast is new. We are only just starting this journey together. But you know, every dollar counts, every dollar helps. And this is a great way for us as a community to support each other and to support Australia to recover from this strategy. And if you want to um, do more and you don't know where to start, and look, I'm, I always assume that I'm talking to job hunters who don't have an income at the moment, are in between jobs, and I don't don't think that they should, you know, be feeling bad if they can't make a financial donation. So that's why I think that the podcast, if you support me, I can definitely make that financial donation on your behalf. And the other um, organization that I recommend that you support is the Animal Rescue Collective. I encourage you to check out their Facebook page. They are a brand new hands on group who needs both funds, supplies help and there's also stuff that they teach you to do um, yourself to help the animals of Australia like they have a recipe for the fauna wild food bowls which you can check online and it's food for the surviving animals you can do it yourself Uh, the recipe is easy to do and the volunteers will place them um, to feed animals or depending on where you live in Australia if you are in Australia you can um place them yourselves. They, they explain how to do it on their website. I have left links to the ARC on the show notes as well. ARC uh, supports the wildlife and is organized by a wonderful friend um, Karen White, she is working non-stop uh, with her team of volunteers to protect all animals affected, and I trust her judgment. She is very knowledgeable and has been an animal advocate for many, many years. I know she will know what to do and how to support the recovery of the injured animals and their revitalization of the habitat they live. The reason I'm making this suggestion is because as I said, you know, the job hunting podcast, I assume not everyone listening has an income. You may be in between jobs at the moment and the ARC gives you the opportunity to help none financially. So check it out and see if you like what they're doing. Okay, it's time for us to dive back into our topic. Let's talk about the six powerful ways to set yourself up for career success in 2020. Number one, update your email address. Your personal email address should not be your work address, even if you have been with an organization for a very long time. When I look at my mailing list and the people that are subscribing to my newsletters and downloading the documents that I have that are freely available on my website, many times. These emails are corporate emails and I don't think it, although I love the idea that people are subscribing to my my newsletter, I don't think it's a good idea to subscribe to my newsletter using your corporate email address. Uh, for what I think is a pretty obvious reason. If you are really focusing on a career planning and advancement, you should keep that to yourself. So um, try as much as possible to always use your personal email address. Now, if you have for your personal email address a node provider, I think it, now it's about time for you to switch to a new provider. Gmail is a good one me.com from apple is another good one if you're an apple user a mac user it looks more modern it shows you are keeping up with the times so when i see an outdated email provider um hotmail yahoo in australia we have big pond optus I think well, this person has had this email for like years, and it's out of date. Uh, the technology is out of date. It doesn't send a good message. Um, and I've scrolled through my very big list of subscribers that I have for my um, business uh, consulting uh, business, as you know, I have two businesses, and there is a lot of big pond hotmails and yahoos in there, and it shows your age, <laughs> and you know if. Even young people, you know, I have a a very young uh, person who worked for me for a couple of years and she had an old email account and I said, I mean, you work for a tech company, you work for a startup, it's time for you to at least have a Gmail account. And she switched. So that is my recommendation. Another good idea is to buy your own name as an URL and set yourself up with your own email address. Now, this takes a little bit more of um, being tech savvy. And you know what? Every time I need help with technology, I used to ask my 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 sons, but now they've grown up and they don't have time for me luckily i have a 12 year old niece and she's fantastic she has her own youtube channel by the way and anytime i need help with technology i basically just ask her to help me if it's you know i'm pretty good but sometimes she's way better than i am and but it's very easy to at least buy your own url even if you're not setting up your email buying your own name like i have of course as you know because you've checked my website renatabernardi.com. I, before I um, filmed this or recorded this podcast, I went and I checked three friends' names on a site called GoDaddy, and they were all available, and they were all like 12 to 15 US dollars each. So it's really easy and cheap to just buy it, have it, and it's your name, and it's protected, and nobody can take it. When setting up your email address for job hunting and career advancement, ideally it should be your surname at gmail.com, for example, or something along those lines. Most definitely not a nickname, not include your birthday uh, or your, the year of your birth. Lots of people still do that. And don't add Mr. Mrs. Prof or any title. So, uh, for example, bubblyran1972 at gmail.com is not a good idea. Or Mr. Mrs. Bernardi is not a good idea. Uh, avoid those uh, that are either too formal, like, you know, drbernardi at gmail.com and avo- avoid the very casual as well. It's cool you have an alumni email, many people do, Um, for example, at alumni.harvard.edu. But my opinion, my personal opinion is don't use it for job hunting and try to keep it as neutral as possible that's my opinion and you would be surprised and you think oh you know who are you talking to you you would be surprised very senior people um who have had their jobs for 15 years and all of a sudden find themselves without a job they don't have a personal email account some people have family email accounts you know um like Bernardi family at hotmail.com. And some many people do use the year of their birth or their anniversary or something as part of their email address. I do not recommend. Okay, moving on because we have six and this is a, a very long list. Number two, book a haircut and update your LinkedIn photo. So what I'm suggesting here is when you book your next haircut or go to the barber, remember to dress nicely that day. If you use makeup, put makeup on and take a picture for your LinkedIn profile, especially for women. You know, when you do your hair, it's the best day, right? So you blow dry it, it's perfect, it's looking really good. So your hairdresser even may help you. Take a good photo of you because hairdressers take, good, take photos of the back of your head sometimes for um, their own purposes to show other clients. Ask them to you know get your phone and take a good picture of you. Now, how tips to, to take photos. Remember to do it against a neutral background, but have some um, um, depth suit to it. Don't do it like against a wall, too close to a wall. That doesn't look good. It looks like a passport photo. Wear, if you're a woman or if you like to wear makeup, wear makeup if, if if you have some and if it's easily accessible. Don't go out of your way. If it's not you, don't worry. But if you do like to wear makeup, put it on. It does make a difference um, in a um, photo. It, it, it makes you look more polished. Take it near a window or somewhere where the light hits your face evenly and smile. Think of something wonderful. I I have a friend and in his Instagram account, there's a photo of him and his smile is just beautiful. And on the caption, he says, "'I was thinking of my partner when I smiled." And that says it all. So try not to fake smile (laughs) because it's not gonna be a good smile for your LinkedIn profile. Think of something really wonderful um, that makes you really happy and take the photo, okay? Use a free version of Canva for editing um, if you can and create um, a, a photo size that's 400 by 400 pixels. This is important because when you're trying to upload whatever photo on LinkedIn on that little circle to fit into that circle, if you don't have the 400 by 400 format, even with a little bit of tweaking that LinkedIn allows you to do, you may not be able to center it quite well. So with a free version of Canva, which, you know, it might take about 30 minutes to figure out, you will be able to create a design that's 400 by 400 and and center yourself into that square. And then when you upload um, into LinkedIn, it will look really good. And you can also um, do it so that it... um, is in a, uh, the resolution that looks well on LinkedIn. Try to upload the photo into Canva in the highest possible resolution that you can get from your phone, and then and then it will be look good on LinkedIn and not too pixelated. So, again, center the photo. So, okay, now this is really important. You have to center the photo so that the top of your head is almost touching the top of the square template that you're using. This is the biggest advice that I give all the time. You know, people have this huge empty space, white space between the top of their head and the top of the circle, and it makes them look small. All you need to do is just edit that photo that you have and bring it up so that your head is touching the top of that circle and voila, it's already a much better photo, even if you don't do any of the things I told you to do above. Um, And I prefer a little bit of a neck and shoulders. Ah, I forgot the name of the LinkedIn CEO. His photo is great, but it doesn't show his neck and shoulders. And I'm like, you know, it's... Just a little bit of neck. It's just a, it's a bit more natural, right? So try to uh, remember that. The no-nos are sunglasses. I currently have somebody in my network that's wearing sunglasses and I've already told them not to. <laughs> um, a very serious face. I have a lot of people that have very serious faces on their uh, LinkedIn profile. That is not very good. Wedding photo. I've had clients before, um, and I think I still do, <laughs> that have their wedding photo or any social photo that's very well taken that they think might look good um, on the LinkedIn profile. I think it doesn't look professional. I know you've dressed up for your wedding, but I think that a professional corporate photo, you know, of you wearing a blazer, for example, or a shirt, might be, might be better. Your face is tiny and there's this huge space above your head. That's probably the biggest, the easiest thing you can fix with whatever photo that you have. Now, whenever I write things like this, I'm always being conservative, right? I'm taking the, the um, risk-free option and asking you to follow the path of making it as easy as possible for you to get your next, next job and advance your career. But I have to admit, some people have very interesting photos on their LinkedIn profiles of them snorkeling or flying a plane. I have even somebody in my network who has a photo of her and I love this photo. And in fact, I don't know this person very well, but I remember messaging her and telling I love your photo. The photo is of her on the background against the bookshelf and she's looking down at her toddler playing with some toys on the floor. And it's a perfect photo for her. I can't remember what she does anymore, but it has to do with exactly that, work flexibility, uh, being a mother, and you know, doing everything that she can to have a career and being a good mother. I think that that photo sells her very well. Maybe you can pull it off too, but your personality and confidence needs to match your photo. So the photo, you know, if you're going to go out of the box with your photo, it has to be aligned with the lane that you chose to be on LinkedIn and your expertise and where you're trying to go. And if you're job hunting, um, and you don't feel confident, confident doing that, just follow the advice that I'm giving you because it is a risk and it may be a, a risk that's too high for you to take at, the, at the, the, this point in time, but something that you might be um, willing, to, uh, willing to try later on. Having said that, the person snorkeling, I actually hired him, <laughs> and i and I never even thought about it, you know, and I just think he is absolutely fantastic and wonderful for the position and i you know was on the selection panel, and a few months later, he came to me and said, because he was already working, and he said you know some people were you know making comments about my snorkeling photo and asking me to change." And my advice to him was that it didn't impact the, you know the hiring process at all and I think it sells you very well for the job that you're doing it's completely in line with um your experience so there you go you know my advice for him was to keep the photo as it was and because it was a very client facing um role that he had has in fact um it's a talking point So if people are going to check him out before meeting him, um, they will see that photo and that will be like the small chat that you have before you go into business, for example. So yeah, I, I think that that one was absolutely fine. So sometimes, yeah, I don't follow my own advice. So there you go. Number three, wake up 15 minutes early for the rest of the month. If you are committed to your career advancement this year, Waking up just 15 minutes earlier as of tomorrow will help you very much. You can see by now that I'm giving you a a few tips and on social media, it's one tip per day and the next tips will require a a, a little bit more of your time. They will be helping you exponentially change your career in 2020, but they don't take too much of your time day to day. So if you set the alarm for 15 minutes before you were going to, we can continue to work together and make these little actions come to reality. And I think that sometimes people think that they can jump a few steps and let's say wake up one hour earlier. And there is this trend now to wake up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m., look, it's not for everyone. You know, you have to give yourself enough sleep. Um, And I've um, mentioned this, have I? I think I've mentioned this before. I do mention this all the time to clients. It's written nothing beats being rested before a job interview, no matter how much preparation you've done and all the planning and all the advice that I'm giving you will go down the waist if you are not rested. I have a few techniques that I give my clients if they couldn't sleep the night before an interview. So uh, these are research based uh, techniques to um, make sure that they are alert and perform at their very best. But ideally, you want to be rested for uh, weeks and weeks before you go into a job interview, right? But if you set yourself up just 15 minutes before you are giving 15 minutes more time for you to focus on something and don't waste it. Just use that 15, 30 minutes that you have um, extra in your day to put these actions um, uh, and, and have them done. All right, moving on to number four, book Google alerts with keywords about your sector. Now, Google Alerts and I, we love each other. (laughs) I adore Google Alerts. I don't think people know enough about it. I've had um, uh, one person, I don't know where, um, on social media already saying, wow, I never thought of this, this is fantastic. And it's a fantastic tool to build your knowledge about a specific topic, to always be in the know and get new, articles uh, dropping into your inbox. Develop your understanding about an organization that you're targeting or an industry that you want to move into or that you're already in. It will help you find great articles about your profession, your trade, sector, industry, or targeted organizations. I'll give you a few examples of how I use it. Uh, I have a Google alert for my name, and the names of other people that I want to monitor and follow their careers, right? So I have uh, my name, um, my husband's name, my my sister's name, my, my son's name, and that is also a very good way to protect yourself and always know what's coming out about you in the news or on the web. And sometimes for months and months, nothing will show up and then something shows up okay and um, you know if you have a normal career and you're not in the news a lot now for example every week um, that I um, launch a new episode um, I get an alert that the episode has been launched so that comes out too but if I'm in the news or if I publish an article it shows up as well um, but if something somebody uh, writes about me, it shows up as well, right? So this is very important for you to start, even if you're at the beginning of your career or if your career doesn't really, you know, your name doesn't show up that often, it's good for you to know when it does. So set up that alert. I have a Google alert for the name of my company and other companies that I monitor. If, you, if your organization is too big, the organization that you're working for or following, you need to narrow it down. So if you, for example, you set up a Google Alert for KPMG, you will get, you know, hundreds of things written um, and alerts every day. So ideally, what you would do is you um, add KPMG plus the name of the partner that you um, follow um, that is a great thought leader um, or a topic of your interest um, so that narrow it down as much as you can and then you know every time that that area of KPMG or that person within KPMG publishes anything, a report or comes out in the news, you will get notified. Consider keywords that are important in your sector. Uh, it could be a piece of um, policy, legislation, technology added to your search. You can do combinations of words as well. So, for example, if you um, ask, um, if you set up artificial intelligence, you will get a lot. But if you set up artificial intelligence plus trust, then it narrows down to articles and reports uh, that focus on trust issues with artificial intelligence or legal or, you know, urban development, urban planning and artificial intelligence, automotive and artificial intelligence, cars and you just you have to think of I'm just sort of coming up with things on the fly. But you as you start using Google Alerts and you start getting notified, you will go back to Google Alerts and refine and make it more sophisticated for you. I set it up also so that I get emails once a week and not every day or not every time you know a word shows up. You, you, ha- you can make those choices so that it doesn't overwhelm your inbox with too much stuff. And it, it, I've also set it up so it goes into its own folder and I only check it every now and then. Uh, why should you do it? Well, it's a good way to track your name, as I said you will find it interesting, reads about your sector, your country, um, your company, whatever um, you're focusing on. And when you find a great article, you can then choose to share it on LinkedIn. And I do that a lot. You will, If you, if you follow me on LinkedIn, you will see that I'm always posting about um, business issues that are of interest to me and my business transformation business. So I post a lot about business transformation, digital transformation, uh, business improvement, um, trust issues, leadership issues that are impacting change management. Those are the topics that are important to me and to my business. And I post about them all the time. Now, number five, browse LinkedIn posts, like 10 of them and write Two comments. If you're not yet familiar with the content being created and consumed on LinkedIn, now is a good time for you to start. Now is also a good time for you to restart if you are if you have been on and off LinkedIn and is not sure what all the fuss is about. You see, LinkedIn posts are all about building your social leadership, your personal brand, and finding an expertise that you want to focus on. Your followers will then know to come to you for an opinion on whatever thing you're focusing on. For example, you could focus on women in leadership, diversity and inclusion, ethics and AI, energy infrastructure, urban planning and AI, RPA for SMEs, trust and leadership, business transformation, creativity in the workplace, drones, STEM research, jobs of the future, etc. etc. All of these niches I have researched, I have written down because they are um, areas of people within my network that I know are focusing on each of those issues. And if I have any questions or if i need an expert for let's say drones i know exactly who to go for within my network if i need any if i have any questions about jobs of the future i know exactly who to go to in fact i might even interview her for a future podcast so you see what i mean you need to find your niche it will attract followers it will attract recruiters hiring managers and job opportunities so When you start researching the, the comments that are being posted on LinkedIn and you start liking them and commenting on posts, it's your first step to start creating your own content and or sharing posts. I'm not saying you need necessarily to write an article on LinkedIn, but you can do what I do. It's a blend of both. I share, let's say, 10 to 20 Posts that are really good articles of my expertise, and I make a comment on top, and I, you know, explain why I like them so much. And every ten or twenty times that I share a post, I write an article too. And my articles are also aligned with my um, my expertise. So familiarize yourself with what is attracting interest in your sector. Do you agree or disagree with the views that are being posted? You know, try to reflect on what's your opinion about them. Don't just take them as given. Note that LinkedIn makes standard suggestions for you. So when you start, when you decide that you want to comment and you click on the box to comment, LinkedIn sometimes will generate some answers for you so that you can kickstart your, your commenting. Avoid using them especially avoid just placing them, you know. Um, So, you know, saying things like congratulations or, you know, well done. People know that LinkedIn has generated those answers for you and it shows you don't care really. If you care enough to express an idea, write something of value that will add value to that conversation, that thread of conversation under someone's post. So your comments should be interesting to read it may take you a few goes to feel comfortable expressing yourself, so choose definitely choose topics that are not too risky to start off with. Always be polite. Be generous to those who have taken time to post something on LinkedIn and share something of value on LinkedIn. And once again, add value yourself to the conversation. Final number six. Subscribe to three podcasts, one for business, one for personal, and one for personal development. Sorry, one for business, one for personal development, and one for fun. Now, there may be two types of people listening to the podcast um, today. Um, some of them will find me on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and they are they are podcast followers already but some of them may subscribe to my newsletter click on the link and listen to that podcast and never go and check other podcasts when i started the job hunting podcast a couple of months ago i was so surprised that many people in my network had never listened to a single podcast even those with iphones had never even opened the purple app icon on their iphones it seemed like I had been living in a bubble because for years I've been listening to podcasts. I'd say, well, two years, of course, it's not that um, new, that old. So, you know, for the past couple of years, I've been a, a very active podcast listener. And as some of you may know, there is a podcast for every mood, every interest, every sector out there. And I'm actually very lucky that there is not much in my field of supporting job hunters and um and people in between jobs and people um uh, being made redundant and the, that focus is not really um very popular yet on the podcasting world, so I'm so happy that I found this niche and it's my niche it has always been my niche. it wasn't by design, but I'm very excited that um you know it gives me great potential to grow but podcast popularity is growing and it's correlated with our busy lives and the time that we spend commuting so i often check on Waze or google maps how long it will take me to drive somewhere and then i go to my podcast app i find an episode that is just long enough long enough to take me there and so, for example, I have a planning meeting today for my business, uh, Pantala, and it will probably take me 30 minutes to get there, right? I will find a podcast that's about 25 minutes long <laughs> within the shows that I follow. Uh, you know, there's I, I follow quite a lot. And because it will be in the middle of the day, I will definitely look at a business podcast. When I'm driving back from from where I'm going so after this meeting I'm going to the movies with friends when I'm driving back again I'll find another podcast about 25 minutes long and it will probably be a podcast too. Um, that's personal you know it could be uh, you know chat 10 looks 3 which I adore it's an Australian podcast with two journalists talking to each other about books and what happened to them that week and so on and that kind of you know Uh, takes my mind off work and I think it's important to do that as well so find yourself three podcasts to follow and if you're job hunting and uh, really keen to develop your career try following mine of course as I said before then have one that's sector specific and another one to help you unwind at least three and give that a go and, and you know if you don't like them so my, my husband when he started podcasting uh, listening to podcasts a few months ago after you know me telling him to do it for a long time he started listening to Will Ferrell's and because he loves Will Ferrell's shows and, and movies and then after a while he said oh it's not that fun and he moved on to another comedian so he loves listening to comedians um, on, on his uh, podcast app um and if you like a podcast give them a five star rating and write a review. I had been listening to podcasts for years and I hadn't done it. And as soon as I set up my own pod- podcast I realized how important it is for the produce people that are hosting and producing these podcasts to know and um how much we appreciate their work. So I went and I wrote reviews for every single show that I have um, been following. And um, they were so appreciative. Many of the hosts wrote back to me and said thank you. And I thought that was really kind. Um, If you're listening to this until the end, I have a tip for you with the podcast. Before a meeting, you should check the podcast app and search for the person's name and see if they have been interviewed by a podcast before. And I've done that a couple of times. So, for example, I had a meeting with the CEO of a large health organization a few months ago, and she had been the CEO of a couple of health organizations in the past as well. Um, I knew it was an important meeting for my business, so I checked her on the podcast. She had been interviewed twice by two different podcasts. I listened to both those interviews uh, the days before I met with her. And also companies sometimes have their own podcasts. So you might want to check out what they're talking about Um, in their corporate podcast, they're not very popular, those corporate podcasts, but it might give you a hint on what's uh, key for them and what they're focusing on, what they're trying to promote through their podcast and so forth. So yeah, you would be surprised uh, how many people have been interviewed um, in podcasts, and it might be helpful for you to listen to them if you don't know them before um, going into a meeting with them. All right. I guess that's um, all for today. And um, I will see you all next time when we continue talking about those small but very effective actions we can take to move faster towards our career goals. In the meantime, don't forget to follow the Job Hunting Podcast and subscribe to my newsletter. I am happy to ensure that you keep motivated and energized as you pursue your career goals in 2020. Bye for now.